If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Daja Kasubo probably swears like a sailor. When she wants to. We can too. When we want to. So if you're not a sailor, please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm not Goodwin. I'm also not Goodwin. And I am also not Goodwin. And I'm Goodwin. <laughs> and today we're talking about chapter nine of Daja's book. Or tea. Dick of choice. And let's untangle the mysteries of fame and magic. They're coming back from the glacier, and everyone is restless, and Briar's the only one who's enjoying their trip back. When they're passing by, he sees Rose Thorn working in the fields. Is it fields that they're working Mm -hmm. in? And he's like, I wish I had my magic. I want to go and work with Rose Thorn. Well, he doesn't say about it out loud because he knew that it would hurt Sandry's feelings if he complained. Yeah. Yeah. How considerate. Right. But Lark and Sandry do still have their backs. Mm-hmm. And they go into the weaving to try and discern the tangles and how all of these tanglings happened. And it does not feel good for anyone no. involved. No. <laughs> Lark goes to hurl and Sandry's not feeling great either. Yeah, Sandry, I think, can't even stand up by herself. She's leaning on the on the table so her knees don't buckle. They talk about untangling the weaving and how it's going to be really difficult and time-consuming. And the kids are like, but we like having 
connections to each other's magic. Because look at this cool iron vine thing. And we can talk to each other in our heads. And that's awesome. So Sandry's like, well, what if I just weave straight lines with the border in between? And then some of the threads will still be tangled, but mostly they'll be straight. And Lark's like, that sounds like it should work. Let's give it a shot. What's the worst that's going to happen? We have to do this all over again? Yeah. So Sandry starts that and Daja is still not feeling good because she's dealing with traitors and being Changshi and she misses her life as a traitor. And she works on nails. Yeah. So she goes up to the wall so that she can feel wind and maybe feel a little bit closer to the ocean, even though she's nowhere near the ocean. And Yarin is up there and he's drinking some kind of tea that's got lots of stimulants and it's supposed to keep him up all night. The monster energy equivalent of tea. Yeah, he's he's drinking 13th century energy drink. He's just feeling like shit and being sorry for himself. And he tells Daja like, oh, you are to be honored and rewarded because you have this amazing, powerful magic. And she's like, "Mm, uh, I also have a lot of shitty stuff in my life. Ditto to her friends as well. Yeah. Yarn feels like crap. I guess we get more insight into Yarn. And Daja keeps her thoughts to herself. And then Sandry weaves. And she spins about four pages weaving her friends. And we get these lovely descriptions of her feelings about them and the things that she thinks of when she brings each of them to mind. And she finishes. Uh, made me cry. It was so beautiful. I love, I love that section so much. It's so good. And then Duke Vedras comes in when she's done, brings her food, and they chit chat. Her friends come back and they get their magic back. Perhaps all is right with the world. Part one of our three-step reading process is talking about what we liked and disliked about this chapter. This is what we call reading like a novice. And this is possibly my favorite chapter in the whole book because of that section with the weaving. It's such beautiful, beautiful, beautiful descriptions. It's well-written. The words are just beautiful poetry. You get a lovely sense of each character as well as how much they have grown together in this short time period that they have known each other. And it just, yeah, it's really good. I highlight all my likes and I highlighted those whole four pages because they were <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, I, I highlight it, but that was like one of those things I was like, but I will remember these four pages. I also really love how the chapter ends. The last handful of paragraphs is just so sweet. Nico says, Briar's power is still bound to fire and lightning. You'll have to work with him to discover what he can do. 
Could we work with me later instead of now? Briar yawned hugely. It's past my bedtime. And then Rose Thorne says, go to bed, Urchin. And then Sandry's asleep and Frostheim picks her up to take her to bed. And he says, go back to sleep, Weaver. You did a giant's work today. And all of that exchange just makes me melt. So the whole, like, this chapter is just so beautiful and, and tight and amazing. And all of the character interactions just make me cry. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful chapter. It really is. I could talk about this chapter for the whole podcast, but I will pass it on to you guys. <laughs> when Lark is like, let's put this away. The emanations are making my teeth hurt. And Briar is sounding out the word. And he's like, that's feelings, right? And she's like, right, tweaking his nose. We'll make a scholar of you yet. Which was so cute because you see Briar with Rose Thorn all the time, but you don't really see him interact with Lark very much. And I thought that was super cute. I already said that I highlighted all four pages of the weaving, but my favorite, favorite part of all of it is when she goes to weave her own thread and she thinks to herself what can I possibly weave or think about of myself to do this and uh, I really like the part when uh, she remembers when Nico found her and he, he said I was looking for treasure except the treasure was hers a new life and magic and friends who are more than life that part was so beautiful I know we're not we're not doing part three yet <laughs> But I'm going to go ahead and say, I know a lot of times I have trouble thinking good thoughts about myself. I'm like, what, what can I think good about myself? And then seeing something like that, I'm like, you know what? I'm a treasure too. So I need to think better of myself. Yeah, that's right. Right. And so that part was really sweet. When she was finished weaving uh, or took a break from weaving and her uncle was there and he told her, that it was fascinating to watch her and ask her if she knew that she was glowing, which was really cool too. Molly already talked about the part at the end when Briar's like, oh, uh, can we um, work with me later? It's past my bedtime. It's like, oh, what a cute little family. The sleepy boy. Sleepy boy. Go to bed, Urchin. Dodge's realization that the entire valley was relying on a drunken fire mage. <laughs> At least that was her first impression. Just the idea of a 10-year-old being like, this dude's drunk. <laughs> and the entire valley is relying on this one dude to not fuck it up. And like as a 10-year-old, you're just like, damn, adults suck. Yeah. Like, this, this, is not, this is not right. I feel like probably too, she was just thinking to herself that Yarn wasn't going to fuck it up because she was mad that Trist and Briar was working on all that aloe for Burns. She's like, why are they wasting their time doing this? We don't need it. Yarn's got this. And then she sees he's drinking it. She's like, oh, shit. He's fucking drunk. <laughs> I guess I'm glad they are working on the salve. <laughs> we might actually need that. Uh, I'm thinking bad about my friends. <laughs> there's this drunk guy over here. Like, uh, my, my friends are right. 
also, I know I said this earlier, but uh, Herbal Monster Energy. This is the first thing I thought of when I, when I read that description of the tea. Also during the weaving bit, her descriptions of her friend. She described them in smells, too, which I thought was just kind of neat. That briar smells of, like, the woods. Triss smells of old books and wood polish. And Daja smells of hot metal and crimson. Beautiful additions to the description of them. We've already talked about the vast majority of mine. Briar and his grabby hands towards rose thorns when they go by. The whole discovering how tangled they are and everything and just the after effect is just really, really nice. This explains more than it doesn't is just a good way to look at all of the mess that they have kind of revealed. How Sandry like separates them is also really nice. Um drunken fire rage is just beautiful. Yorin talking about how she could, should consider herself lucky that she is so powerful and she has so much talent. And Daja being like, let's be here, motherfucker. But not saying it out loud because there's so much there. And I'm actually going to be talking about that in the part three because that's part of the thing that ties in with my magic that I found. I was going to say that, that I, I feel like that took a lot of self-control from Daja to like not go off. Yes. The line where Nico finds Sandry, the, you know, I was looking for treasure. I really, really like that. I think it's really sweet. And we don't really ever get Nico's interaction with the other children. It's mostly just Triss that we see him with, except for in the first book, and there was a lot of interaction with Briar as well, but we didn't get a lot of interaction with Daja or Sandry in comparison. We got some, but not to that extent. So I just think that that's a nice little insight. And then, of course, the whole weaving scene is just beautiful. Sandry's point of view on everyone. We see what it's like in the first book when she's like weaves them together. But we see how she thinks of them then in comparison to how she thinks of them now. And it's just really nice to see that change and growth in the what roughly six to eight months that they've been together. And then we discussed the uh, last couple of paragraphs of just putting them all to bed. And I just really love Frost Pines. You did a giant's work today. That is just heartwarming. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we talk about themes or messages that we found in the story. What theme or message did you all find in this chapter? So the theme that I found was the uh, differing points of view, kind of ranging from, you know, Dasha wanting a taller view to kind of remind her of her previous life as a traitor, you know, going up to the lookout tower to uh, Yaron, you know, he sees Nico as a famous figure, which he is, relatively speaking, being jealous of him and the kids because of their different powers. They're not so much studying and doing basic stuff. They're, they're more advanced and kind of specialized, I guess you could say. And like I said, he's jealous of that, but he doesn't see the trauma that these people have been like, it's not all just, oh, hey, I know how to do Smith magic, and it's uh, pretty lit. It's great. I'll make a lot of money for it, but that doesn't erase everything else that they've been through to get to that point. Because having those types of powers kind of seems to draw that stuff. Like, if you think about what happened to uh, Frostpine, he was born with these incredible um, powers, and he was taken advantage of all of his you know, childhood, basically. And similarly, we hear in Triss's book, when Rose Thorne tells Briar about how her village was attacked by raiders and her father fought them off, Briar says, your father must really love you. And her response is, 
yeah, my father also loved having a green mage. Those those abilities definitely attract greed. Yeah. 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 And just another example was Sandry thinking outside the box compared to Lark, you know, while, while weaving the magic that instead of trying to separate out each and every single individual strand, she can just line them up and separate them and, you know, starting from the bottom and the order that they were in. You know, just a different point of view, I guess. And she's the student, not the teacher, but she still came up with it. So, And I love that she came up with it and Lark's like, oh, hey, that's a great idea. Instead of being like, no, that's a bad idea, just because I didn't think that's, of it first. Yeah, that's not correct, because I'm the teacher. What I really saw in this was Yarn kind of has this idea of magic has to happen a certain way. You you work with it a certain way. You do it a certain way. And there's actually a part where what he's saying really resembles the scientific method. There is a science behind the way he has learned magic. For one thing, that's really cool on the part of the world building that in a sense, his magic is a sort of science. We haven't really delved into academic magic versus ambient magic, which are the terms that will show up more later. But it's clear that the kids have a magic that is different in some way from Yarin's. And the way I viewed that was something we see in education now, which is science versus art. And Yarin comes from this very hard science background where you follow these procedures and you have to follow them for a reason because that is your safety net. And if you don't follow the procedures, you can blow shit up. And these kids are coming from an art background, which is much more freeform, which makes sense because all of their magics are connected to crafting. And there's this clash between science and art. And I guess I see the same thing in our world with those two fields where there are scientists who talk about art as if it's not real or not disciplined or not something worthwhile. And we kind of approach art that way in our school system right now, where, oh, we don't really need to teach kids music or art or theater or these things. What we need to teach them is science. What They're both completely valid. They're just different. And perhaps if they can find a way to function together, that would actually make them stronger. Because Rosethorn, for example, is giving Yarin advice that's coming from her art background. And it's kind of like you said, with having different points of view. So if Yarin would listen to her and let these artists into his science, then maybe they could take care of all these fires better. To me, it really seemed like those two different types of magic were a metaphor for science and art. To be frank, you need both. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Can't just be too far to one 
side or the other. You need to have both, both in your life and in society in general. Yeah, it's that free form type of learning that comes from the art side that allows us to innovate and create new things. But it's those procedures that come from the science side that makes sure those innovations are safe for people, that makes sure they're going to work every time. And like you said, if you go too far on either end, it doesn't work very well. My theme and my magic are definitely tied in together just with different examples. There's a lot of discipline in this chapter. We see it with how the kids are like, but we really like all of this. We like being able to rely on each other and talk to each other and play with each other's magic. And Lark is like, but it can't continue to be this way. You guys know this. It's not going to end well if it continues in this manner. Her exact quote is, but something has to be done. There has to be some control of your power. You know there does. Um, another big example of it is when Sandra is leaving and she's literally fighting all of these strands that keep trying to interlace with each other. She's having to force them back into line to keep them from bleeding over too much and having to do it all over again. It's self-discipline when it comes to Daja not just completely tearing in the yarn when she really wants to. There, this series has a lot of that as well. We see they have to learn to control themselves or there's disastrous side effects of their magic just kind of running amok, 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 amok. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, we, we see a lot of what happens when you don't have that control and how bad things wind up. I mean, in this book alone, we see what Briar does to all of the saffron, uh, regardless if it was going to make it or not. It's a disaster. Like they have to start all over and it takes so long for it to grow and to be able to harvest. There's more that comes later with that self-discipline that I can't really talk about because spoilers. So that's where I will end my part of this. I'm always bad at picking themes out of this. So my theme was anger, and it's a bit of a stretch. My first example would be Briar at the beginning when he's upset that he doesn't have his magic to be able to go help Rosethorn. Um, then there's Daja. She's upset and has all this anger and wants to go find an area so she can be close to the sea but not be close to the scene. And then Yarn has a lot of anger as well. Um, Yarn's definitely pissed. I mean, he doesn't get the fame. He wants the glory. He, he, I don't think he's pissed. I think he's just jealous. I was trying to think of that specific term for like, like impotent or something, just like not able to do what he's like 
trying to do or something. I don't think that's the right term for that. But yeah, he's he's not having a good time. So, like I said, no, he's a stretch. So, I'm not good at finding things. I actually do see that. We see a lot of Daja's anger in this situation that she's been put in in this book. Just her frustration and anger of being unable to participate in her culture because it's been taken away from her. We see how Frostpine reacts when he finds out that the kids have given away their magic. There's a lot of anger in the book itself, not just in this chapter. So I don't think it's that much of a stretch. I think that it is a logical thing to see because there is a lot of it throughout the entire book. And it is primarily Daja's anger. Um, mm-hmm. Because she gets dealt this really shitty hand and people like Yarin, we see Yarin being like, oh, well, you should be congratulated. You should feel special. You should feel all of this stuff. And Dodge is like, fuck you. Like, I've got a lot of other shit that makes it not... She she would trade it and she would take it it all. I don't want this. I want to be with my people. You can even look at, at like the fires themselves being like nature being angry at being messed with by Yaren, basically. Don't fuck with nature. There it is. Don't fuck with nature. She fucks you right back. She angry. Mother nature is the kind of mother who... Dot, dot, dot. I felt like I needed to validate you, Brittany. Thanks. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we try to craft magic from the text. What magic did y'all craft from this chapter? Well, I I guess I will go first because I touched on it with my theme as well. There's the scene in which Yarin is just trying to be like, oh yeah, my life is so hard and you have it so much better and all of this. There's a part where he's like, I bet you wish she didn't ask. And she's like, no, but she likes obviously lying about it. I feel like sometimes I focus too much on the negative in things. And that sometimes I word vomit my frustrations and whatnot onto other people who weren't prepared for it. There's something that Americans do that isn't really done anywhere else in the world and that's how we greet each other. There is a very common theme throughout the world when somebody's like, oh, how are you? Your immediate reaction is, yeah, I'm good. It's fine. Everything's good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Everything's fine. How are you? That's like the baseline for conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that Americans do that's not really done across the world is we have this unspoken understanding of how different ways that we respond to that is code 
for something else and we can all kind of tell what it is. With something like, oh, I'm fine. It's really like, eh, I'm all right, I guess. And then like, I'm good is, I'm not that great. And then something like living the dream is like, I just really want to die right now. That's it. I hate everything and I hate my life. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the eh, not so bad is kind of your, your, oh, everything is miserable and I hate it. But we have this politeness of everything we say has a double meaning, even with people that we're close to. And I feel like with me in particular, sometimes I do focus too much on that negative and I do kind of just unleash it sometimes when it's real bad, when your polite response is supposed to be, oh yeah, I'm good, it's fine. But I also don't double check when someone else says something like, oh yeah, everything's great. Like, I also don't go, hey, are you sure everything's good? But sometimes that asking the second time is enough to be like, yo, yeah, everything's not great, actually. So there's that self-discipline that I know I need to work on of kind of learning when something is appropriate to say and who it's appropriate to say it to. Then there is a second part of this is when Yarden is talking about how awful everything is and how, you know, she's got it so much better. And she's like holding her tongue and not responding the way she really wants to. I don't do that. I feel like I have a problem with being too aggressive. (laughs) There is nothing passive about me. I am just hyper aggressive. And I need to kind of focus on that self-discipline of sometimes just letting shit go and just saying what polite society expects us to say. Because it isn't really anybody else's business, kind of how about people being mopey and self-deprecating, even though I do it too. Mine is actually super related. Sweet! (laughs) Yours. So I I originally wrote this down as, like, check your privilege, but I, I feel similarly, like, that's related, but not exactly the same thing. What really struck me in that scene with Yaren and Daja is he's right. People who have these inborn gifts, it gives them a natural advantage in things that other people don't have. And so like he's gone through his life seeing people just excel at stuff and be honored for it when he has tried to work his tail off and not gotten anywhere. His dad never supported him and was like, well, when you're ready to find a real job, come home and do this. He's right. She has this amazing gift that is likely to bring her fame and fortune. It is going to give her an advantage. Look at Briar. Briar's gift gave him an advantage. It literally saved his life because all those other kids who were with him they all went to the docks or the mines or whatever. They're going to die of hard labor. And they're all just kids. 
And because he was lucky enough to have this gift, Nico comes along and sweeps him away. So Yarin really does have a point, but that doesn't negate the fact that Daja has also been through all of this terrible stuff. So I guess it's kind of like most of us have both struggles and advantages and they weigh out differently for different people. But I guess the lesson here is that it's important to remember where you have those advantages and not to focus solely on your struggles. Because actually, quite frankly, I think that's what both of them are doing in in this scene. All Yaren is thinking about and really all he's thought about his whole life is what he hasn't had. He hasn't had fame. He hasn't had fortune. But he doesn't recognize the things that he does have in his life. And Daja, at this moment, is forgetting how much this magic has brought to her life and how much meaning it has brought to her life. Because she's sitting there saying, oh, I would give it all up to be a traitor. But again, with my Animorphs references, it actually reminds me a lot of Tobias and Animorphs because he gets turned into a hawk and he just keeps saying, I wish I was human, I wish I was human, I wish I was human. And at some point he realizes that his life as a human sucked. Dodge's life as a traitor didn't suck, but there were things she didn't get in that life that she has now. And so I wonder if she actually had that choice if she would really do that if somebody said like okay you can be a traitor again would she actually just throw away all of her magic to do it she's telling herself that but is it true and I think that she's focusing a lot on the negative and not recognizing the things that she has I think the difference there is that Besides the fact that Daja is 10 and Yarin is an adult, Yarin has been doing this a lot longer. Daja's sort of having a moment of focusing on her negatives, whereas Yarin seems to have made a lifestyle out of it. And because of that, he takes it out on other people. You don't want to get into that mindset where you only see the things that you don't have. And as a result, you just take it out on everyone around you mine is basically thanks my viewpoint is of yarin i hate yarin so much but i i just try with him so much it pisses me off i hate it like looking <laughs> thought, into a mirror it's like i hate him but I, it's me it's fucking me i don't like it it makes me so upset Hey, I know. at least you're self-aware. Yeah. I feel like I do a lot of looking at other people and being like, that could be me. But no, it's not. What do they have that's better than me? I know I did this a lot growing up, especially with like my sister. I thought I was really smart. And then my sister comes along. And then all my teachers that really liked me forgot about who I was. And they're like, oh, you're Courtney's sister. I'm the older sister. I'm supposed to be the one that they remember 
her by you're Britney's sister, right? Not, oh, you're Courtney's sister. No, no, I don't like it. And she's so smart and she went to MIT and people compare me to her all the time. And it's like, oh, she has this awesome gift. Yeah, I'm smart, but I'm being overlooked because she's amazing. And I love my sister. Don't get me wrong. I've gotten past that. But I know a lot of times when I was younger, I really resented her because she's amazing and I was overlooked. So I don't need to be like Yarn. <laughs> don't need to resent people for that. I feel like maybe I'm saying this early because Goodwin hasn't gone yet, but I feel like the real magic that we seem to be getting out of this is the importance of gratitude. And there's science behind that, actually, about how like keeping a gratitude journal helps boost your mood and shit. Well, mine was uh, sort of similar to that. Basically just trying to see stuff. It was basically my, my same theme. Point that, like really need to try to see things from other people's perspectives like not everything is sunshine and rainbows there's always always give and take and give some stuff up to get some stuff back and it's never it's like the, the grass is greener on the other side of the bridge or whatever it, it looks that way but once you're there it, it's not not much of a difference like you, you just have to i guess just try to be aware that everyone's going through different experiences in their life and like I said, there's just negatives to every positive, too. Uh, and all that sort of stuff can affect your perception of someone else. So I feel like I usually do pretty good at trying not to... Like, if I'm in traffic or something and someone's distracted at a red light or something, I try not to instantly get mad and, run and you know, assume the worst. I'm like, you know, maybe they got a call from their family member or something. Or, you know, someone's speeding, like, oh, maybe they have to get somewhere in a rush. Like, it's actually important. And they're not just being assholes. I try to keep things in perspective that way. And I think that kind of helps me also be more relaxed about stuff and not like fly off the handle over small things like that. I need to take a tip out of your butt because I do not do that while I'm driving. I have very bad road rage. <laughs> I live, as y'all know, just outside of a tourist town. So we have lots of slow drivers. Sometimes even when I drive up to like Fayetteville or whatever, and I talk about driving through Eureka Springs, people are like, oh, was the traffic terrible? A lot of locals, like they just assume the traffic in Eureka Springs is awful. When I am behind slow drivers, I try to remember how I feel when I'm in a new place looking for a turn or something, because I tend to drive a little bit slower too, because I'm like, I can't read the stupid house numbers. Why do they make them so tiny? Or like looking for Brittany's house the first time and trying to find the street sign. Yeah, our numbers do blend in with the wood pretty good. So, yeah. I have a friend who I went to visit her once and her house had, I think her mailbox had a house number on it. The house before her didn't even have a mailbox. So I saw like two numbers before her and I'm like, okay, so it's going to be like those two mailboxes down. And then I passed right by her house because I, the one right before her didn't have a mailbox. So it didn't have the house numbers. So then I had to turn around. So I'm going to make the comment that I was going to make while Britain was talking. So something I've noticed during my reread 
especially, is Pierce likes to write the worst and best of people. And it's hard not to relate with these people that are also considered bad. Because I know one of the things in Chris's book is they murdered the, the, the sister and the brother's like, bitch, I'm just going to get revenge on everybody. So fuck all y'all. And I know that personally, I would be like that. Y'all fucked with someone of mine. So I'm going to fuck you right back. She writes characters that are so human. And it's hard not to find little things to relate to, even in people that we consider shitty or negative. It's always easier when consuming a piece of media, books, TV shows, movies, whatever, easier to find relatability in negativity than it is in positivity. We are not so bad about it in this book series. We talk about how each of us relate to one of the kids. I constantly talk about how I really relate to Briar with that kind of hard life and the love of plants and all of this stuff. But it's definitely also really easy to relate to the negative sides of it. And that's one of the reasons I relate to him the most is that lack of trust. It takes a while for him to trust somebody because he's been fucked over so much in his life. The fighting with old habits, there's a couple of times when he's like, oh, I could just take this because I can. The kind of battle with that, no, that's not who I was. It's more easy to see ourselves from a negative aspect than a positive aspect. Honestly, one of the biggest flaws of people as a whole is we see the bad things in life. Like, I know that personally from some testimonies of people that I know is in childhood. Like, I did not have the best of childhood for reasons. But the more intense memories are of those negative things. Like, I mean, I have positive memories. Like, my grandmother's garden, like, going out and playing in the dirt with her when I was, like, super young. But the negative memories of that time by far outweigh my memories of the positive things, even though I know logically there had to have been as many positive things as there is negative. And I know, like, a friend of mine, they were, like, the third kid in the family. So they got a lot of hand-me-downs and whatnot. So they don't remember having those nice new things that their siblings got. They talk about how it was really rough not getting those things and not feeling as special as their siblings or as deserving as their siblings. But they were like, I sometimes forget that the positive of it is I had some of these best support systems. Like, they talk about how much their older sister just stood up for them against their parents when something bad happened. Or older brother, like, being like, come hang out with me and my friends. So it, it's easier to see negative than positive. And I think that's another thing relating to what we've all kind of, like, gleaned from this chapter is 
there is there is pros and cons to every situation. Like every, I, I don't want to say everything in life happens for because that is such a cliche bullshit answer to a much more complex life because sometimes things don't happen for a reason. Sometimes things just happen. Yeah. Like bad shit just happens sometimes. Um, but if the hands are dealt, you have to figure out how to play that hand. And I know that I've gotten better about it now that I'm older, but it was always where would I be without this traumatic situation that I went through? Like, how differently would my life be? And the truth is, is like, at a why, you don't know what the path you don't take is like. You don't know if it is better or if it is worse. And you just kind of have to find that positive in the worst of the situation. A quote that really stuck with me was that you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of relevant to the chapter, too. Just, uh, you know, Aaron got bitter about stuff. And instead of doing something else, he just kind of stuck with feeling like he was second best instead of trying to better himself. Like, he was trying to better his station. Yeah. That's not how to go about things, I think. Everybody thinks they're the hero of their own story. That's the thing, is we both feel like we are the hero and the villain of our own story. And I think that has to do with a lot with like psychology in general. You compare yourself to others, which is also a huge human reaction. Like that's always gonna be a thing. And a lot of the times we feel like shitty people when that's not the case we just are reacting as we're supposed to if you look at some of the most iconic villains that are the most likable villains that we come across i'm gonna use honestly my personal favorite batman villain i love mr freeze mr freeze is one of my favorite all-time comic book villain. Yes, he did a lot wrong. Yes, he was not a good guy. But his ideas of, I want to change the world and bring this these crises that are happening because people are just useless and fucking up. He saw himself as a hero because he was trying to change the world for what he saw as the better. So like Thanos. Yes, exactly. There is that mindset of even the most despicable people have these views that if you look at it from their perspective, they could be construed as noble, even as fucked up and just wrong how they try to implement these ideas so Indy gets a little like emotional about villains especially like relatable villains (laughs) have any of y'all played the game Braid it kind of reminds me of that 
Like he thinks he's the hero of his story. He's going to rescue the princess. But it turns out that the princess is trying to get away from him. He's a bad person and harassing her. And she's wanting to get away from him. He thinks he's the hero, but he's not. He's the villain. Yeah. We have the best and worst of humanity. We like to give an excerpt at the end of our episode of the next chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter 10 of Daja's book. The potter sold them not only a round green pot of the right size, but he let them have some of his discarded clay. They got enough of that to fill their pot almost to the brim. Daja spent the next hour under Rosethorn's direction, placing gravel at the bottom of the pot for drainage, then a layer of clay, a layer of scraps, a fresh layer of clay, and so on, until the vine was firmly planted and its weight supported by its new foundation. If you hadn't closed the deal, I'd say charge the Saha for the pot and clay, Briar remarked when they were done. You don't want them thinking you'll give them free things all the time. I think Polyam at least understands I won't do that, Daja said dryly and it sounds like she'll be doing business with us again. A pity that whenever you do, she'll have to get painted up in Kunsuanen and all, Tris said raspily. Rosethorn had finally ordered her to wear one of Sandry's finest gauze scarves over her mouth and nose. Who would have thought that you'd learn so much traitor talk on this journey, Lark teased. They could see Tris's grin under the scarf. Daja, are you free? Nico asked from the doorway. If you are, Triss and I need you to show us the route you followed underground. He began to cough. Once he caught his breath, he continued in a whisper. We need to find the hot springs near the glacier. And where's Sandry? A bed still, replied Lark. She's all right, just tired. Rosethorn had gone to her room the moment Nico started to cough. Now she returned with her syrup and a firm look in her eye. I thought you were having trouble last night. Drink this. She poured some into a cup and held it out to him. Nico looked at Nico looked at it as if she offered him rotten fish. I'm fine. I am per He couldn't even finish the sentence for coughing. It's not bad, said Triss, crossing her fingers behind her back. Really, tastes like like mangoes. Nico looked at her, then took the cup and downed its contents. The four watched with interest as his cheeks turned pale, then scarlet. That's terrible! He cried, his voice a thin squeak. Maybe I was thinking of some other syrup, Tris remarked with a straight face. That's awesome. Got him! So, stay tuned and come back next week for mangoes and pot. Yay! (laughs) Yay, my favorite two things. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws 
or on Instagram at Shannon Andros. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. I interrupted Goodwin. <laughs> Honestly, I think I thought I was Goodwin for <laughs> Yeah, too much milk. Too much imagination. I had an out of Molly experience. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.